With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Whether you ride the wave or like to growl, we're talking your teams. Sports 1280, New Orleans. Chris Gordy Show, Sports 1280 New Orleans. Happy to have you guys with us and happy to have this guy on with us. You may recognize his voice from throughout the week on Fox Sports Radio. You hear him on the weekends right here on Sports 1280. The one and only Diamond, Dan Byer. Dan, what's going on, man? Thanks for jumping on. Chris, good to talk to you. Do you uh, is it all week long? Is Chapa Style the only song you guys played with that? <laughs> Dude, this, I, this this week we've used it like in and out of every break. <laughs> that, that's fine. That's fine. I have no I have no problem with it. I can I can understand it. That's uh, I even I even say it around my house, and I'm not even a Saints fan. I think my wife is is you know I'm driving her up the wall because I'll go Chapa Style, stop, stop, Chapa Style. So. It's, it, it's catchy. Even 15 years later, it's great. It's so weird, Dan. I mean, like, so a couple years, when the Saints played in the Super Bowl the last time around, kind of the anthem of that year was this song called Halftime by the Ying Yang Twins. Now, the Ying Yang Twins are an artist from Atlanta, and if you remember, that song was on, like, Madden 05 or something. Like, it had come out many <laughs> years prior, but the Saints fans just adapted it, and every time they scored a touchdown that year, it was, stand up and get crunk, and everybody loved it. And for some reason, this season, the Saints players have adopted Chapa style, which, again, is like 10, 12 years after it came out, and everybody's loving it. I admit, I, and, and, I'm, and I'm not just doing this for the interview, I have watched the video and listened to the song at least 10 times in the last week, and I'm amazed by the, because I don't even know the jerseys that they're wearing. Like, it's been so long. Like, I'm like, who is 15? I have no idea. You know, like, that's how long it's been. But it's, uh, it's still catchy after, after all these years. And, and then to see the Saints players dancing and celebrating, oh, it's great. Hilarious. Uh, let me get your thoughts, Dan, because earlier this week I saw Mike Silver on NFL Network on Monday, and we played a, this clip quite a bit, but Dan, uh, Mike Silver said he talked with some Rams players this week who said you know, when they went to New Orleans earlier this season that maybe the Superdome wasn't all it was cracked up to be, that maybe the crowd noise was a little bit overrated, and you know they operated just fine, to which I said, do you really want to poke that bear? Do you really want to challenge the city of New Orleans to, hey, guys, you weren't loud enough, so you're going to have to be louder this weekend. Um, I mean, that just sounds like something you don't want to get out there. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not necessarily sure where, where that would, would come from, and as you said, why you would poke that bear and, and what, why – why would the, I guess, fan base uh, or the home crowd be the target of, of any trash talk? Doesn't, it doesn't necessarily uh, make a lot of sense to me. I do find it interesting 
that they they said that the last time they were there, maybe it was because when the Saints got up by so much, they were just bored, you know. And then, right. and then you know the Rams end up making their comeback, and then there's nothing to cheer for there. Maybe that was the reason why. But you're gonna you're obviously gonna get something different in the NFC Championship game. It's funny to hear the Rams too talk about a home crowd because you could talk to anybody who listened to last Saturday's game with the Rams hosting the Cowboys at the Coliseum and the audible cheers for the Cowboys scoring. And really, it's been like this for a lot of the big fan bases that have come to L.A. to face the Rams this season. Just been, It's been just as loud for those teams when they score than it would be for the Rams. So that's an interesting topic of conversation. But, I, uh, you know, I, I've been in a bunch of different facilities just as a media member in different years, and there's something different about the Superdome. It's just, and it seems so much bigger than any of the other facilities. I don't know if it's the way that the roof is, the way that the upper deck is, but uh, it's a it, it's an intimidating place to play, and so I'm, I'm surprised to hear that that that's where the Rams want to take their angst or their angle going into this week. If you are, let, let me take it from this angle. If you are the Saints defensively, are, do you just completely sell out to stop the run? I mean, I, I talk we talk about this heater that C.J. Anderson's been on the past three weeks, and obviously the mix with him and Todd Gurley last week was phenomenal. But you know, I'm looking at Goff's numbers the last few games, and he just hasn't had to do anything back there. Just kind of sit back and okay, you know, occasionally we'll throw it to Cooks or we'll throw it to Woods. But I mean, it's been so run dominant. If you're the Saints defensively game planning, do you just decide, hey, we need to just sell out to stop the run? Yeah, a million percent. Actually, I, I think that that's the way to go, and that's there's a couple of couple of different layers to this. Last year, I think that the Rams felt that maybe Todd Gurley was was used too much. Remember, he was in the MVP conversation, and as they are heading into the playoffs, so they were they were a, a division winner, but they were playing wild card weekend when they lost to the Falcons. I thought this time around that they were going to play with Gurley's knee injury or played very safe with his knee injury. So heading into these, this final stretch of the season, you know, that's why you saw Gurley sitting out those games. And, and I, I just didn't think that the Rams were really eager to get Todd Gurley back for the regular season. Now with C.J. Anderson there and a healthy Todd Gurley, uh, it's a problem. And I think that the Rams figure that we are going to have to run the ball. That's going to have to be our bread and butter because of what Jared Goff hasn't done over the, the latter part of the season. And he's the guy that you want to beat you. And especially now with the Sheldon Rankins injury, I'm curious to see on, on how one-sided it may be with the Rams. And this is the genius of Sean McVay as well. And I even said this on our show this past weekend because we were on Sunday morning after the, uh, the Rams-Cowboys game. Is There were so many things that went wrong for the Rams at the end of the season, meaning Gurley's injury. Uh, Jared Goff wasn't good. You had, you know, the Cooper Cup injury happened a, a more mid-season, but you know, he lost to the Bears. He didn't have much offense. Josh Reynolds had some drops in that game. The point is, is there was a lot. Like the, the end of the season wasn't like the Rams were were peaking going into the playoffs. Yet Sean McVay realizes, okay, this has gone wrong. That has gone wrong. Somehow C.J. Anderson's available. Let's bring him in. They got two wins against the Niners and Cardinals at the end of the season that weren't really impressive considering those teams had nothing to play for, but they were impressive in how the Rams did it. But I just I didn't read anything into it. Now you see how they play against the Cowboys. And so the run game is going to be a, a, a big deal. And you think of all the things that went wrong that Sean McVay was able to do to turn this team around now into a, what is a run-first team? I think you're right on. I think they do have to sell out and, and – and, Stop the run. Brandon Cooks has been solid all season long. Robert Woods is a threat, 
But, I mean, if you get two guys with 100 yards rushing, I don't know how you can beat that. So, yeah, if I'm New Orleans, I'm all about stopping the run. Yeah, and Brandon Cooks, it feels like, he's still he gets it with those drops from time to time. You know, I thought he had the touchdown last week and couldn't hold on to it in the end zone, and you know maybe that's something that plays in the Saints' favor. <laughs> Offensively, if you're the Saints, what would be your game plan? Because, uh, look, they were effective in both the run and the pass last game around. Uh, for all we talked about that week, about how dangerous Aaron Donald and Sue, and you know they had just got to, gotten Dante Fowler, and you're going, God, you know they're, they're going to live in the backfield against the Saints, and Drew Brees went unsacked. I mean, he was he was clean the whole game. Uh, the the way this team is playing now, obviously Sue had probably his best game of the season last week. You got to think they're going to get a better push up front. But sh- should the game plan for the Saints still be, hey, for all the trash Marcus Peters talks, I'd still go after him because he's a liability. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the secondary is is definitely a spot that you um, will attack, and I'm just going to use them as a whole because I think that there are there are different spots, and it's not just Marcus Peters. There are there are other guys that that you can go after. I do think I do think that Alvin Kamara. Um, I mean, obviously, it, <laughs> he's Alvin Kamara, but um, you know, if you could get the ball to him in the passing game as well to make those linebackers move, and this is a Rams team as well that. Even though there are a lot of big names, you had to make some sacrifices to bring in those big names and bring in those sorts of players. And so the linebacking spot of the Rams, if you can make some, if if you can get Alvin Kamara out into the in the passing game, I think that's a place to go. But yeah, you got to attack the secondary. You hope that you know Ted Ginn Jr. ends up um, keeping his feet in bounds and making some bigger plays. And I mean, Michael Thomas was obviously great last weekend, but. You're going to need some. You're going to need it from all of the Saints people because the weakness is in their back four. But I would the, the other matchup I do think is Kamara in the passing game because I think not only is he a mismatch across the NFL, but really against this Rams team, I think he could do some damage. We had Brian Billick on the show this week, and he said he thinks you know that crowd noise can really affect a team like this if it's really really loud uh, because the Rams do do so much before the snap, uh, with, with changing things, checking things, audibling. Uh, Andy Benoit from Sports Illustrated just t- tweeted, he said the Superdome crowd crowd noise could complicate the no-huddle approach the, the Rams rely on for checking in and out of different plays and controlling the snap-to-snap tempo. How much have you seen that throughout this year? How much is McVay in the helmet, in the ear of Goff, and telling him not just what the play is, but what to look for defensively and all of that? Yeah, he's always in the air. Like that's a little, probably more so than than I think any other any other coach quarterback relationship that you have in the NFL. And I think that if if you if you just go to go to your sidelines, obviously Sean Payton and Drew Brees know each other. But for for how long that they have been together, that's not the case with the Rams. And it's and you know Jared Goff is still a young quarterback, so I would say more so than anything else. And and I'm I'm curious to see how he handles those final 15 seconds um do you do you continue to, to to make checks and look for it's funny because when tom brady and, and this was this is evident last week against the, the, the chargers is there was a lot of talk of, of of how tom brady attacks the defense and and compared to peyton manning and other quarterbacks and tom brady will always just look for your weakness and take what the defense gives that's what jared goff is going to have to do and it's not necessarily finding the perfect play Goff is going to have to find out what the defense ends up giving them, and that's what's going to be on his shoulders. So after those you know, 15 seconds are done, he's going to be on his own. He's going to have to decipher on whatever the, the Saints disguise 
that's going to be a big deal. Crowd noise, whatever. The, the fact of the matter is, is of trying to just figure out what the Saints may be doing if they mix up their coverages is going to be the bigger deal. You know, the, Cow- the Cowboys, you know, with, with what they do defensively at, at great uh, great players on the field. We know about their young talent, but they were able to handle it. I think it's going to be what the Saints do in the final 15 seconds of the play clock that's really going to uh, matter in confusing golf. Yeah, and, and I think that's what fans are saying is, you know, we got to be loud the, the whole game, even when he's trying to well, get in his ear with that helmet and talk to him, you know, not just the, when they break the huddle, but even before that, be loud during that. And we've seen, I was at the Steelers game a couple weeks ago, uh, you know, Steelers late in that game, a two false starts, had to burn a timeout when they didn't want to. Uh, last week with the Eagles, I think they had three false starts and had to burn a timeout uh, when they didn't want to. So it, it can make an impact. And again, like I said, the the big narrative down here is, Hey, Rams fans, Rams players don't think it's that loud. Don't challenge us. We'll have a couple extra extra Bloody Marys and make it even louder for you. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and I get I, I get all that, and I understand that. I still I just think it still falls on the shoulders of the quarterback. I mean, you know, if you see it, if you see a defense disguising and doing different things, and if if you can fool Sean McVay in that first fifteen seconds, and and fool Jared Goff when he can't hear what his head coach is saying, and and and. And making making different looks on defense and pre-snap looks on defense, I think that's the key as well because that just falls on the quarterback's shoulders. Then it's up to Jared Goff to figure out, all right, man zone, who's going where, this and that. I get the crowd noise stuff. I just wonder if they can if they can confuse Jared Goff enough in his own mind to make defensive plays. Here's what I said too, Dan. And again, no disrespect to C.J. Anderson, but if I told you, if I told Saints fans before the season, "Hey, look, you're going to be a game away from the Super Bowl, and all that's standing in your way is C.J. Anderson," <laughs> like that would have been crazy. Like you would have said, "No way in hell!" I'm like C.J. Anderson prevent me from getting back to a Super Bowl. It's just weird to say it, but it also speaks to how crazy it is what he's done these past few weeks. Yeah, no, and it is. And C.J. Anderson as well is not as much of a factor in the passing game as Todd Gurley is. But, I, I mean, there still is. It's, it's, <laughs> I get it, but it's still a Todd Gurley team. You know, Todd Gurley had the touchdown run early against Dallas in that game as well. And now you've got that one-two punch. So I, I under, it, it is crazy to see. I mean, heck, he was with the Raiders for like a week and, and didn't even – uh, you, you know, didn't even have a cup of coffee hardly up there before he was let go by them after his release from the Panthers. But you know, this is what C.J. Anderson does. I remember after the Super Bowl when the Broncos beat the Panthers, C.J. Anderson. I heard him in the locker room say, "I was a strip sack away from the MVP," and he would have been the MVP if Von Miller didn't have the strip sack and and on Cam Newton in, in that Super Bowl. So maybe C.J. Anderson is built for the playoffs. But even though he had more carries, it's still Todd Gurley's. Team to he he's still the one that you have to worry about. I I mean just because of how good he is. I know that T.J. Anderson had, had more carries in the, in the divisional playoff game, but still Todd Gurley is the threat. Luckily, this game will be played in a dome. It will be a nice temperature controlled, seventy two degrees inside the Superdome. Uh, you're a Wisconsin guy. Um, you gotta love that other that that other game is going to be played in like zero degree weather. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the secret. Um, like the fans want to say that they love it and how awesome it is. It's because they don't have to get hit by other men when they're sitting <laughs> in the stands. They're still drinking hot chocolate and then like three layers. It's a it's a different story. It is it is neat to see how it plays out. Um, just because of how teams end up. I mean, you saw it early on in the Colts game of them just having difficulty holding on to the football and 
throwing the football, and that is a different animal. I mean, it, it, it truly is. It's unique. I, I love to see the elements, but I also like to see these two teams, these two track teams like the Rams and Saints, move up and down the field in, in, in their matchup as well. And it's, it's funny because even before the schedule came out, Chris, I just assumed that Saints, likely Rams, even if it was going to be Saints-Cowboys, would be the late game in the TV window. So I was getting ready. All right, AFC appetizer. Then you've got the main course of the NFC, but they have this as the early kickoff of the first championship game of, of Rams and Saints. is a, a little different to absorb. Yeah, absolutely. He is Dan Beyer, Fox Sports Radio. Well, you'll be on this Sunday, right? Yes, Sunday morning. We'll uh, take you up a couple hours before kickoff just because the later starts uh, for these two championship games. But, but yeah, we'll have you for four hours Sunday morning. And, uh, yeah, hope you tune in. Awesome. And happy belated birthday, man. I didn't realize uh, yesterday was your birthday. Did you do anything big? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, big. Yeah, it was a good, good day. Big four two. You know the. Uh, it's kind of a kind of a you know whatever age, but it was a good time <laughs> to celebrate, and uh, I appreciate the wishes. So on to another year. Yeah, once you hit twenty five and you get the discount on the uh, on rental cars, that's really the last thing to look forward to in life. I yeah, mean, that's, you know. yeah. There's nothing that I can do different, you know, today <laughs> that I could do on Monday. So there, there's that. He is Dan Byer, Fox Sports Radio. Of course, you can hear him right here on Sports 1280 coming up Sunday morning. Dan, thanks so much for the time, man. Looking forward to it. Uh, thanks, Chris. We'll talk to you soon. All right, buddy. Thanks a lot. Dan Byer there, Fox Sports Radio. We'll grab our uh, last break of the show. Come back, wrap things up here on a Thursday. Join the D-League. She sounds kind of stupid. Thank you, man. I don't care what they say about Double D. You are all right with me. <laughs> the D-League with Double D. Weekdays 2 to 4 on Sports 1280 New Orleans. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.